right, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of Chatter Up with me, Alex. Alright, so before we even get started today, uh, if you haven't already, go ahead and uh, like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Facebook is at Chatter Up with Alex, and Twitter is at Chatter Up uh, W Alex. And then also go ahead and like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, turn on that bell notification icon and hit all notifications so you don't miss a single episode. We are also on Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Overcast, CastBox, Breaker, and Radio Public. So if you could, I'd appreciate it if you go like and follow and subscribe to the podcast on any of the streaming services. And with that all being said, we have a very special episode for you guys today. Uh, today we have one of our very first guests ever here on Chatter Up. And I'd like everyone to welcome the man, the myth, the legend... Mr. Jeff Dow Dow. A pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm uh, yeah. glad to be one of the first guests. Yeah, of course, man. I, I couldn't think of anyone else to have on here with me. I love talking baseball <laughs> with you and John and Josh. Uh, it's awesome. Fun times. <laughs> of course. What we do best. Oh, yeah, definitely. So how are things down there in Arizona? Good, man. It's uh, It's already pretty warm i'm sure a lot warmer than what you're going through in illinois right now i think it got up to like 84 today so oh i'm already sweating gosh. just getting ready for the you know 120 120 degrees the next three four months you know <laughs> oh my gosh i'm so jealous i think it got up to like maybe 50 here today maybe like 55 or something oh <laughs> yeah yeah i don't miss it i don't miss uh midwest weather. right <laughs> all righty so, we're just going to hop right into it. Uh, before we get started, uh, we are going to be going over the Arizona Diamondbacks today. Uh, and with you being in Arizona now, I thought, who better to talk to than you? <laughs> yeah. Talk some D-backs. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, before we get started with the 2021 season, uh, let's go over their 2020 season and some of their uh, team rankings. Uh, so, on the hitting side... Uh, they were 18th in the runs scored. Uh, they had 269, uh, which isn't too bad. Um, they were 19th in average with 241, 22nd in slugging percentage at 391, 22nd in OPS with 704. They're actually tied for third in triples uh, with 12. Uh, they were second to last in home runs though with 58. Uh, 19th in RBIs. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, 19th in RBIs with 255, and then they had a 461 to 181 strikeout to walk ratio. All right, so just based off those stats, uh, give me your thoughts on the offense from last year. Um, you know, I just I think it was an offense trying to kind of find their identity. They just didn't seem like they had a uh, coherent plan going in. They you know, a good portion into the season, they kind of realized that they were not going to be a competitor and gave away some big parts. They uh, traded Archie Bradley away to the Reds. They traded Starley Marte away to the Marlins. And it just seemed like a team that never really got the ball rolling on offense. Their pitching numbers were actually pretty good. But yeah, this just was a lineup that didn't really perform well. I know there was a lot of uh, hype regarding like Kettle Marte and stuff like that, and he didn't really he didn't have a bad year, but he didn't come through and have that like MVP caliber season. A lot of people were uh, expecting him to maybe be on, and right. 
I think they'll bounce back. I think they'll be a, a pretty good team, actually. I mean, like, when you're in a division with the Padres and Dodgers, they're, they're going to take a lot of losses. But uh, right. I think they'll actually – I got I got them being the third-best team in this NL West this year. All right. I can see that. I think it's going to be pretty close between them and Giants for the third and fourth place, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Rockies will probably turn into, like, a, a dumpster fire, I'm sure, after trading Arenado. They'll probably oh. give – Either story or Blackman away, probably both. I would imagine at some point. So right. we'll see how that turns out. I'm not not very high hopes for Colorado. Oh no, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you said something about their uh, pitching stats. Uh, let's get into those a little bit. Uh, so f- as a team, last year they ranked 20th in ERA with a 4.84. Uh, they were 16th in saves as a team. They went 13 out of 22, so nine blown saves. Uh, not the best percentage, but still over 500. Uh, they uh, unfortunately let up the third most home runs with 93. Uh, they were 13th in strikeouts with 524. Fifth most walks given up with 235. Uh, they were 21st in batting average against with 253. And 24th in uh, whip, uh, which again, for those who don't know, is Washington Hicks. Uh, Per innings pitched uh, with 1.43. Yep. So not the best, but kind of middle of the pack, honestly. Middle of the pack, yeah. But, you know, what's interesting, too, is this team actually had the most innings pitched of any team last year, too. So, honestly, when you take that into consideration, it's pretty good stats. Like, they right. pitched more than any team, and, like, they about middle of the road and kind of, like, higher end on some more important stats, so wasn't a terrible pitching performance for the D-backs last year. No. The only thing that really sticks out to me is that home runs. I think if they yeah. would have let up a few less home runs, obviously, it wouldn't have been nearly as bad. Yeah, gave up a lot of bombs. It was the home runs and really the walks. That's what killed them. Yeah, yeah pretty much. All right, so I have a f- – I don't know uh, about you, Jeff, but I have a few standout players from them last year in their top debuts. Uh so I'll go ahead with my list, and then we'll see what you got. Um, so two of their pictures really stood out to me in their rotation last year uh, were right-handed pictures, Zach Galen and Merrill Kelly. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like you said, we were talking about earlier a little bit, Cattell Marte, he had a decent year last year. He batted 287 with a 323 on base and a 732 OPS. Uh, I think he led the team in doubles, or was at least near the top of the team in doubles with 14. What was that? Oh, I, I believe I believe he did, yeah. I think he was the leader in doubles. Yep. And then he only had two home runs, so not much pop last year, but he also had 17 RBIs, and that was only 45 games. And then uh, something I, I didn't know last year was Cole Calhoun was actually the team leader in home runs and RBIs with uh, 16 and 40, respectively. But he did strike out a lot. He had uh, 50 strikeouts in 54 games, and that was tied for first on the team. Always been a problem for him. Yeah. He's always swinging for the fences, but, I mean, it just goes to show it's like a hit or miss with him. With Yeah. And then uh, my last guy I have here for standout players from last year is uh, David Peralta. Uh, he was first on the team with among qualifying players with a 300 average, uh, 339 on base, and then the OPS of 773. Uh, he was actually, he led the team in hits. Uh, he was near the top in doubles again with 10, five home runs, second on the team with 34 RBIs, 
and I was home in 54 games. So not bad. He was definitely one of their top off yeah, bats. Yeah, probably the most well-rounded player, I'd say, on this team. Yep. All right, what about you? Did I miss anyone? Um, No, I don't think so, man. You you pretty much got it. All, all the guys I had, too, like you said, Zach Allen, um, he's – He's really good. I kind of think he's like a dark horse for Cy Young. Like, that might kind of sound crazy, but, like, the kid really brings it. Uh, in the 12 starts that he made, he was he was awesome. He had a 275 ERA, struck out 82 batters in 72 innings with a 1.11 whip. Yep. Uh, another, another guy I liked coming in last season, he was actually part of the uh, Starling Marte trade with the, the Marlins, was Caleb Smith. Yep. Uh, yep. He made four starts. Um, he was he didn't get a win or loss, so you know no win loss record. But in the four starts that he made, he actually had a two forty five ERA. He struck out twelve batters in eleven innings, and uh, his uh, batting average against him was one twenty eight. So yep. he's a pretty good lefty, and I think he'll play a big role in this rotation this coming season. Definitely, I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah. I actually don't know if you know this, but did you know he actually? I don't know if he started out. But he was actually on the Yankees at one point. Yeah, I think he was a rookie. Yeah, I think he, he came up with the Yankees, I want to say. Yep, and then he got traded to the Marlins. And then, like you said, came over in that starting Marte trade. Yeah, he's an underrated lefty. I yep. think, he's, I think he, he's got pretty good stuff on the mound. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, so we're going to move on a little bit. Uh, we're going to get into some key offseason subtractions and additions that they made. Uh, so, again, we're just going to... I'll give my list, you give your list, and vice versa. Sure. Um, so for my key offseason subtractions that they had, uh, I just had three people listed, three right-handed pitchers. Um, they let go of Mike Leake and Hector Rundone. They both declined their club option. And then they also lost uh, Junior Guerrera to uh, the Angels on a minor league contract. Yep. So that's... Was that two bullpen pieces, I think, and a starting rotation piece? Yeah. Was uh, Guerrero, was he reliable last year? I know Hector Rondona wasn't really. Yeah, I can't. I, I, Guerrero, I can't really remember exactly how he performed out here last year. He came from Milwaukee, right? He I was, think so. He was, pretty, was on the Brewers. Um, he's an okay righty. I think he's more of like, uh, I wouldn't really put him in the rotation necessarily. I think right. he's a good, like, long relief option. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's solid. He has his days. You know, I, I don't think he's got the stuff to be, like, uh, really consistent every day, you know, every five-day starter. But uh, I see him more like a, like a bullpen role, long, long relief role. So he's he's pretty good. I mean, I think he had a okay season last year. I didn't really look up the stats. But uh, reliable righty at times. Right. All right. Did I miss anybody with the subtractions? Did they lose anyone else? No. No, I don't think so. I pretty much got the same list. Um, only other person I would say it wasn't really a sub, like an off-season subtra- subtraction, but when they lost Marte, starting Marte, I think yeah. that was a pretty big. But I understand it on the same breath. Right, and it was kind of weird because they had just brought him in too. Like he, I, I believe last year was his first season with the Diamondbacks, so it's kind of weird to make that move after just signing him. But uh, you know, they got Caleb Smith, a, a solid piece of the rotation for that trade. So it actually. Ended up working out pretty well for the team. Right. Yep, I agree with that. All right, so some additions that they made. Uh, This one isn't really an addition. Um, It's more of like they exercised his club option. Uh, They were able to retain Merrill Kelly from last year. Um, They signed left-handed pitcher of Ryan Buchter, I think his last name is. 
mm-hmm. to a minor yep. league contract. He was a pretty decent uh, lefty out of the bullpen. He went 2-0 last year with a 4.5 ERA, 8 strikeouts to 6 walks, uh, 217 batting average against, and a 1.83 whip. So that whip is a little high, uh, but the batting average is pretty decent. Um, and then one I really like that they signed is Joaquim Soria. He came over from the A's, I think. Uh, yep. They signed him to a one-year deal. He went 2-2 two and two last year with a 2.82 ERA. He was 2-for-3 in saves with a 24-10 strikeout-walk ratio. He also had a 2.17 batting average against with a 1.25 whip and 22 innings. Um, I also have here listed as Drupal Cabrera. I didn't even know they signed him, honestly, until recently. Yes. Um, got, he batted last year 242-305 on base and a 753 OPS. Nine doubles, eight home runs, thirty-one RBIs in fifty-two games. I honestly did not realize. Yeah, it was, it's not, it's not bad. No, I didn't realize like that. That's a pretty. Yeah, I did not realize he was that productive last year. Yeah, yeah, really, I, kind of under the radar. And then uh, my last one I got here listed is a uh, Tyler Clipper. They recently signed him to a one-year deal uh, last year. Yep. He was two and one, two seven seven ERA. He was 0-2 for saves, but uh, he's more of a setup guy. Uh, he had mm. eight holds, uh, 24-6 strikeout-to-walk ratio, 202 batting average against, and a .88 whip in 26 innings. So that's not bad. Yeah, not bad. I think they made a lot of good uh, offensive or good signings on the bullpen side. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't insanely busy off season for him. I mean, I don't think anybody really expected him to be like big buyers, but I think they made a uh, pretty pretty good moves. I mean, they they rounded out the bullpen a little bit better, and you know, got a good you know switch hitting middle infielder like as Jubal Cabrera, a veteran to you know kind of come in a, a pretty young team, kind of be a locker room leader. I think there, and um, right. they also added Chris Davinsky. Uh, to the bullpen as well, and uh, he hasn't been so hot the last couple of years, but like just just a few seasons ago, he was a pretty like crucial part of that Astros bullpen. He was pretty good for them. Um, you know, if he kind of comes back to his heyday form, he could also be pretty good in this bullpen. So, Definitely. yeah, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a crazy, you know, flashy off season for the Diamondbacks, but uh, I think an effective one nonetheless. Oh yeah, definitely. All right, so we're gonna move on a little bit now. We're gonna get into the lineups. All right, so we got two. Since we don't really know uh, if there is going to be a DH or not next year, uh, have they voted on that officially yet? Do you know? I was just I was just about to ask. I don't know. I don't know if what what the last was on that. If there was a, I, I hope that there's a DH because I absolutely cannot stand seeing batter, uh, pitchers bats. I, I just am thankful that I'm a Red Sox fan and they're an American League team because it's just such a waste of an at bat. I mean, I I I don't know. I I. Always, I get the aspect of like, oh, it makes you, you know, makes coaching harder and it makes, you know, the the game plan, you know, a little bit more in-depth. But uh, I don't know. I, I just, I can't stand pitchers batting. I agree. It's only fun to see guys like uh, you guys have on Arizona, like Mad Bum or yeah. back when Big Sexy was playing. Like, I loved watching him bat. It was so funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. But, yeah, so for lineup, uh, I'll actually let you go ahead and go first with this one. Uh, what do you think their lineup's going to look like this year, Jeff? Um, You know what? I, I, uh, 
I, I wasn't exactly sure. I kind of just, I didn't really, I didn't really fill one out. I'm, I'm sorry about that. I, <laughs> you're I, fine. You're fine. <laughs> I, I kind of was like looking at their depth chart and I was like, I, I really can't figure this team out. Like I, you could put Christian Walker in like the, the cleanup spot. I think, yep. you know, could tell Marte will probably most likely lead off. I think you got to have David Peralta be your third, uh, third batter just yep. because he's the best, you know, pure hitter on the team. But uh, there's a lot of ways this could go, especially if there's a DH. Uh, Paven Smith, too, is kind of a, a – he's a guy who made his debut last year. I know he's going to play a crucial spot and probably will be the DH if there is one. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not quite sure. I just couldn't come up with, like, a solid answer on, like, an order. So, you know, I, it just depends. Right. Yep, there's... What, what do you got? Um, so I'll be honest. I just kind of stole it from MLB.com because they did, like, a little predictions yeah. – <laughs> Uh, but I kind of like what they had. I agreed with it for the most part. Um, so without a DH, I got they had it with a uh, Cole Calhoun, uh, Cattell Marte, David Peralta, Christian Walker, Eduardo Escobar, Asgrubal Cabrera playing second, uh, Nick Ahmed playing short, Carson Kelly, and then the picture spot, which on paper is not a bad lineup. Yeah, that, that's pretty spot on. Yeah. And then uh, with the DH, uh, basically the same lineup, but I would personally, uh, I would have Cabrera be the DH, uh, move Cattell to second base, and then uh, have someone like Tim Castro or someone like that play center field. Yeah, uh, I can see that. Uh, like you said, like there's a million things they could do, and that's just the best I could personally come up with. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's probably pretty spot on. I bet they'll play something similar to that most of the year. The, the nice thing about Cattell Marte is he's one of those guys that can play everywhere. Yep. Um, I kind of like your idea of putting Azrubal Cabrera at DH. I know he's like his whole career he's played second, short, or third, but uh, he's 35 years old now. You might want to just save him and you know, right. and just have him. You know, if they if they do have the DH rule this year, you know, I I like the idea of just a good switch hitting veteran DH and you know play infield from time to time but probably just save his body as much as you can and just get whatever offense you can out of him right i mean if you even want to you could uh switch him and christian walker with first base and dh yeah yeah i think that would that would, that would be a good move too well like we keep saying there's a million different things you could do uh, right all right so let's get into some rotation options that uh the diamondbacks have for next year uh, so i have six listed here um I'm sure you have something similar. I just have Mad Bum, uh, Zach Galen, Merrill Kelly, uh, Luke Weaver, uh, Caleb Smith, like we talked about, and then uh, Alex Young. What do you think about that? Who out of those six I named do you think would make the rotation? Or should? You kind of cut out on me a little bit, buddy. Can you hear me? Yep, can you hear me? Hello? Oh, hey, you're back. All right, sweet. Hello? <laughs> yeah, I got you. Can you hear me? What is going on? Okay, okay. Yeah, I can hear you. All right. <laughs> All right, you're <laughs> back. Sorry. Just out there for a second. 
No, you're fine. Sorry about that, everybody. Had a little bit of technical difficulties. All right, anyway. <laughs> All right. So, get into some rotation options again. Uh, I just have six listed here. Uh, my six, I got or actually three left-handers three left -handers and three righties. Uh, the lefties being Mad Bum, Caleb Smith, and Alex Young. And then uh, the righties being Zach Galen, Merrill Kelly, and uh, Luke Weaver. Yeah, I like that. I like that as a rotation a lot. I know, like, on ESPN, they have Zach Galen being, like, the, the ace, being the first starter. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they actually have Caleb Smith second on there, um, followed by Mad Bum. But I think you're right. Madison Bumgarner should probably be a little bit higher in the rotation. Uh, then you got Merrill Kelly, of course. Um, there is some there's some debate on who that fifth spot could go to. I know um, right now, like like I said, I used ESPN to kind of base it off of. Uh, mm -hmm. They actually have Alex Alex Young as the fifth spot um, in that rotation, and he just wasn't very good last year. I don't I don't think he's going to be an every you know every five day starter. He was only two and four with a 5.44 ERA. He only had 39 uh, strikeouts in 46 innings. He was just a so so. Um, starter there so I, I think probably he might you know get some starts here and there but I don't see him being a you know a, a solid piece of this rotation that fifth spot right and I was I was looking at the stats for the pitching last year and something that really stuck out to me was how many home runs uh, Madbone gave up last year yeah oh man it was brutal I did not realize he gave up 13 that is nuts yeah and you know what's crazy is just I mean, I don't think that's really indicative of how he's going to go. I mean, we can get into it later, but I, I think Mad Bum's way better than that. And you think about this, like, he's been around the league for so long, but I think some people almost forget that Madison Bumgarner is only 31. Is he like, really? he's still, still just 31 years old. I think there's a lot of good baseball left in him. And, yeah, I don't I don't think that's quite indicative of what's left in the tank with Mad Bum. I think we see a bounce back year for him. Oh, yeah, I, I, I agree 100%. Um, yeah, I think didn't he have a shoulder injury or something he was dealing with last year? Yeah, he was dealing with a, a little something. Um, I can't remember what it. I think it was his shoulder, but yeah, he just wasn't right. He never really looked right, and plus it was his first, uh, you know, for, first uh, go of it with a new team. He's been in San Francisco his whole career, so right. you know, adjusting in 2020 was weird on everyone. So like, it, right. it's it's a little understandable that he might not have been. Uh, on top of his game, but I, like I said, I think Madison Bumgarner was going to come back in a big way. Oh yeah, I agree one hundred percent. Comeback Player of the Year, uh, a nominee, I think, very likely. Yeah, yep, I can see that. All right, so I think did they already announce their twenty twenty one closer? Um, there's some debate. Um, Joachim Soria seems to be the favorite right now who they brought in. Mm -hmm. Um, he was okay. He made like a couple of saves last year, uh, in Oakland. Um, someone I think is low key could maybe be the, the closer. He kind of took over closer after they traded Archie Bradley away as uh Stefan Crichton. Um, he was pretty yeah. good last year, actually out of the, uh, the bullpen. Like I said, he kind of got moved to that closer role. Uh, after they traded Bradley away to Cincinnati, he made five of save uh, uh, five of seven save opportunities. Had a 2.42 ERA, had 23 Ks in 26 innings. Um, if it's not Soria, like it's probably most likely going to be, I could see them going with Crichton. I think mm -hmm. he's a, a pretty good option, but uh, most likely Soria. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was funny because when I was like looking into that uh, on the MLB website for the um, Diamondbacks. 
they have Soria and that guy you were just talking about listed as her closer. I was like, wait, yeah, can't have two closers. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know if they're just assuming they'll share some duties to start off. Um, Soria is solid, but like you know, he's 36 years old, and if he comes out there and isn't very good out of the pen, I don't, I don't think he's been a full time closer for a while. I think he's been mm-hmm. like a setup man or like late relief uh, the last few years. He's yeah. got experience, a lot of experience being a closer, um, obviously, but it's been a while since he's gone into a season projected to be the full-time closer and uh i'm just not so sure if he's gonna win that i I think there's some other kind of viable options there um i think Crichton can maybe actually steal the job away from him yep that'll be definitely something to be on the lookout for during the spring training yeah Um, all right so some key players to watch this year i only have two so i want to hear since you are actually out there like you actually get to watch them who are some key players this year that you were going to watch in the 2021 season? Right. Like, um, like I was even just touching on a little bit ago, uh, Madison Bumgarner. Um, the one thing I've been harping on this whole season is that 2020 stats aren't really indicative. Like it's, it's not good to go off of 2020 stats alone because 2020 wasn't an anomaly. Right. I mean, these guys that have been, you know, especially the veterans that are used to the same old routine every year, pitchers and catchers show up and report. Then you got spring training for a month. Then you play from April till September. If you're lucky, you'll play into October. Mm-hmm. Um, and that got completely thrown out of whack. I mean, mid-March, everything stopped. Everything got put on hold. They didn't know if they were going to have a season for right. four months. They just, there was, no, who knows how well these guys could, you know, operate within the team if they could even work out right uh, you know so 2020 is weird like christian yelich had a terrible 2020 i think he had like a 205 but you know again only 60 games i think if you gave him 100 more games uh worth of at bats he could have gotten that average up to 280 290 mm-hmm. and it's the same with madison bumgarner he made nine starts so that's typically about a third of your season that could have just been a bad stretch to begin the year and he might have finished off 2020 really solidly if he would have gotten in 30 starts right but he was one or had a 648 era which is terrible um only 30 k's over 41 innings um you know it just i I think i think he's going to be the key to this uh to this team if madison bumgarner is back to his san francisco days this team will do pretty well and i expect him to be back to his old form at least somewhat maybe not like his heyday when he was winning the World Series every uh, couple of years there in San Francisco, but I think Mad Bum's the key to this whole thing, and I, I think we, like I said, I, I think he's my favorite to win Comeback Player of the Year award, and um, yeah, I, I think this team goes as Mad Bum goes. Yep, I actually agree with that 100%. Because uh, if anyone remembers correctly, like Madison Bumgarner in the postseason is one oh, scary man. dude to face. Yeah. 2014, that was probably the best uh, the the best the pitchers ever done in the postseason. Oh yeah, yep. That was he, he was incredible. He's he can really bring it when he has to. Yep. How about you? Um, actually, that was all I had too. I had him and Cattell Marte. I think uh, Cattell Marte could have the, potentially that uh, MVP season we were talking about earlier. Uh, he definitely needs right. to. If yeah. Want to have any chance of making the playoffs this year? I mean, I personally don't see it, yeah. unfortunately. But no. Um, not in that division. No. Um, all right, so let's do some predictions for uh, MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, all that good stuff. Uh, so for 2021, Jeff, who is your Diamondbacks MVP? 
for who um, the will be. I would go with David Peralta. I think he's just the best overall player. Uh, he's a hell of a fielder. He batted 300, had five home runs and 35 RBI in the 54 games he got in last year. I think he's just all around the best player. Uh, can tell Marte had a really, really good 2019. That's why I think the expectations were so sky high for him coming into 2020. Right. Um, that's kind of a lot to live up to. I think he'll be back, but uh, I, if I was just going with the, a safe bet, I would say David Peralta. I think he's the most talented player on this team. He's a really good uh, defensive outfielder. Um, you know, he, he's a great left-handed hitter. Got some pop, and he's always going to hit for just about 300, if not well over. Right. Actually, that's exactly who I have down myself. Yeah. <laughs> no, great minds joking. think alike. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I said that. Great minds think alike. Oh, that's right. All right. <laughs> who you got for Cy Young? Cy Young, um, I'm going to go with Zach Galen. Uh, I okay. think he's just the best pure pitcher on the team. Mad Bum, I think, will be back in a big way. But I think um, I think Zach Galen, like I said, he's a, he's a dark horse to win the Cy Young Award. Um, the last two years, 2019 was a really, uh, breakout season for him. And he actually kept it up in the 12 starts he got in last year. I think he's the best pitcher on this team. I, I think he's the ace and, uh, I think he's going to be surprising. I, I think he'll wind up, I'm going to say he's going to wind up at least top five in Cy Young voting next year. Oh, okay. That's pretty bold prediction coming from you, yeah. Jeff. All I, right. I he, like it. He's got some good stuff. He's a little bit of an unknown. A lot of people don't really know about him, right. but just look at highlights. He's got sharp, biting stuff, and he can blow it by you when he needs to. Yeah, I could. I had a, it was a toss-up for me between him and Mad Bum. I really think Mad Bum's going to have a great comeback here this year. I mean, same, absolutely. All right, what about uh, who's going to be your rookie of the year this year for the Diamondbacks? Um, I'm going with Paven Smith. Uh, he got 12 games last year. He was pretty good. Um, this farm system's not great. There is some like good talent, but they're all like pretty low a ball. So it's like going to be a while till we see top prospects come up for the Diamondbacks. Right, right. But uh, um, he got he, he made his debut last year, but he only got in 12 games. So 2021 is officially going to be his rookie season. And uh, I don't really think he's going to win Rookie of the Year in the league. I don't know if he'll be that good. Right. But uh, especially if he had if there's a DH next year in the NL, and he has uh, a spot in the lineup where he can get routine at bats. I think he'll definitely be the best rookie on this squad. Gotcha. That was I was someone I was think, considering as well, but uh, I went someone with a little out of the box. Uh, I went with Luis Frias, uh, their number eight prospect. Okay. Uh, he's a right-handed prospect, right-handed pitching prospect. He's done pretty uh, decent throughout the past few seasons. He's averaged about a two twelve batting or batting average against a one point two three WHIP. Uh, so far, he's got two hundred and six strikeouts to eighty three walks. He's only given up two home runs. Uh, he's ten and eleven with a three ten ERA, and that is in forty three games. Two home runs in forty three games. That's pretty impressive. Jeez, yeah, I didn't know he was that good. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going through their like top thirty on MLB.com list. I was just like, hmm, let's see who we can pick. And I found him. I was like, oh wow, this dude is crazy. Yeah, those are really good numbers. I might have to change my pick. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, man. So, what are you thinking for uh, win loss record for next year for the Diamondbacks? 
So uh, for the D-backs, I actually have them winding up third in the NL West. Uh, like you said, it's probably going to be a fight between them and San Francisco. Um, with that being said, I think they're going to be pretty far under 500 because the bottom three teams in this division are, I mean, not very good at all. And then you have maybe the best two teams in all of baseball in the Dodgers and the Padres. Mm-hmm. And I think San Diego and L.A. are just going to beat up on the bottom three teams of this division. I um, so I have them going 74 and 88. But even there, I have them still finishing third in the division. Um, I just think whoever even the third best team is, I don't think they'll be over 500. Just right. I, I just think San Diego and L.A. are just going to whoop up on these teams all year long. Um, with that being said, I, I think they've got some promise. I think more so than the Giants or the uh, the Rockies, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. And I, I think they uh, they have a season to build off of. Not, nothing great, but they have a season they can feel good about. Right, yep. So I, I'm pretty similar with the record. I have them in the range of like 65, 75 wins. Uh, yep. And my placement, I have them fourth. I think the Giants might squeak by them a little bit, but like we've said multiple times, I think it's going to be a toss-up between those two. Uh, Rockies yeah. are definitely going to be fifth. Like they made no improvements. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you gave away uh, the best third baseman for a uh, pack of peanuts. So, right. yeah. I think they're they're probably going to be dishing off some more pieces, I imagine, as the season goes along. Oh, yeah. I think if they don't extend Trevor's story, he's gone. Yeah. And he needs to be anyway. He deserves better. <laughs> yeah, they should. I, it amazes me when you look at the Rockies and just their entire history of just never having a good pitcher. Like, I was thinking to myself the other day, I was like, who's the Rockies' best all-time pitcher in the franchise? Like, I couldn't even tell you. The only person that comes to my mind, and he wasn't even that great, is uh, Ubaldo Jimenez. Right, he had, yeah. He had, like exactly. a couple of good seasons, but that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he was solid there for a little bit of time, and that's it. Yeah. I think Herman Marquez, I don't know how you say it. Yeah. Uh, he's okay, but yeah, just Colorado constantly has terrible pitching. And so many great hitters. Right. I don't know if it's like their pitching coaches that aren't the greatest or what is going on there. but right. I feel like, I mean, I get... <laughs> you're going to give up some bombs but like you can't tell me if jacob Degrom got traded to the rockies that he wouldn't still be great in colorado right even exactly. playing Degrom's going to be a good pitcher regardless so it's like they just can't scout or no pitchers want to go pitch in that ballpark i don't know what's up yep yep i don't it's a mystery that i don't think will ever be solved <laughs> oh no, no i know there's got to be like some like i i don't know some documentary about how God awful the the pitching situation in Colorado has been their entire like franchise history. Right. Alrighty. So last thing, uh, we're just gonna grade uh, the off season for the Diamondbacks. Uh, so my grade, I got solid C minus. Uh, they did make some good upgrades in their bullpen, but honestly, not much else. Just besides that's Drupal Cabrera. Uh, that's really. All I got for that. What do you think, Jeff? How would you grade them on a great grading scale? Yeah, right around there. I'd probably say like C, just because it's like they made some imp- they made some moves. Nothing's really going to impress. They didn't give a you know a, make a big splash in the off season or you know sign some top tier free agent. But they you know rounded out the team the roster pretty nicely. They needed help in the bullpen. They got some experienced arms out there. Yeah. Um, they needed help in the lineup. They had an experienced veteran in Cabrera, and 
just nothing, nothing's going to save them in the season. And I don't think that they were planning on doing anything terrific in the off season anyway. So they, they did what they could manage about. Right. Yep. Can't I think they so. did the best they could. Right. That's all you can ask for really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really don't get worse. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, I would like to thank Jeff for coming on, being a guest. Uh, it was definitely fun talking baseball with you again. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Alrighty, guys, and that's it for this episode. And we will catch you on the next episode of Chatter Up.